It doesn't matter what comes my way. The greater one lives inside. His name is Jesus. I'm born a winner. More than victorious. Hello and welcome to our People's Church at Home service. I'm glad that you are able to join us today. My name is Eugene Maswangani, and I'll be taking you through this morning's service. 
Our offering message will be shared by Prof. Mugwena, and our preacher for today is my sister in Christ, Philippine Vugea. If you're connecting with us for the very first time, or you're just visiting us, we're so excited to have you, and please note that we have prepared for you. Kindly head over to the link below and fill out our digital welcome card. I would like to also encourage the rest of us to form part of our social media feed by simply subscribing to our YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram pages. Firstly, I declare with you, brethren, brethren that this day is the day that the Lord has made, and let us be glad and rejoice in it. This morning, my dear brothers and sisters, I'd like us to find our encouragement from the New Testament book of 2 Timothy, chapter 1, verses 6 to 7. What would you say to someone if you knew that you would not, never see them again? In this final recorded letter, Paul writes to Timothy, encouraging him to continue the good fight that has been set before him. Verse 6 tells us that the church had laid hands on Timothy, but Timothy had been reluctant to take hold of the gifts that God had given him. You see, brethren, Timothy was timid. It's evident that Timothy was a victim of his fears. Perhaps he was afraid of failure. Most people are. They would rather not start something than take the risk of trying and failing. Maybe it was a fear of people. It would have been that Timothy had a fear of the unknown. Paul reminds his young protege that it was not God who fathered his fears. Notice in verse 7, he says that, for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. God gave to Timothy power to succeed, not to fail. Therefore, there's no need to fear failure. God had given him love that overwhelms and overcomes our fears. How can I really be afraid of a person that I genuinely love? God gave Timothy godly perspective a sound mind that speaks the truth, silences all of the worries, all of the what-ifs, and all of the fears. God has not given us a spirit of fear, family. He has given us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. We will now have a song of worship, followed by the offering message shared by Professor Mugwena. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Do we have people who are excited to praise the Lord this morning? Hallelujah, hallelujah. I can't feel the joy in the room. I don't feel the joy in the room. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, let's raise it, let's raise it, let's raise it. Let's raise it up. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I am excited today. And uh, let us praise the Lord together and give him the best. Hallelujah.
we are coming to a very important time uh, to all of us in the church and also outside the church. We are coming to a time of, of giving. And I'm going to read from 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 to 8, a very popular scripture when it comes to, to giving. And something which is very sad is that when it comes to the area of giving, scriptures have been distorted so much that uh, even when we, we read them in the correct context, that people continue to hear the distortions. But I would like you to listen to what the scripture says uh, without uh, reading too much into it and so that we remain on the right track in terms of, of giving. Paul here says, remember this. So he says, don't forget, you know this. Keep this in mind. Remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. So it doesn't matter who we are, where we are. If we sow sparingly, we'll reap sparingly. So it means even if you sow one seed, you can only get that little. If you sow two, you sow 10, you sow 20, you sow 30, the more you sow, the more you'll be able to reap. So whoever, it doesn't matter, the Bible says that, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. So that's the principle that God has put in place is like the force of gravity. It doesn't matter who you are. If you are suspended on a building, if you throw yourself down, you won't go up, you will go down. That's the principle there. So whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. So what it says is if I sow sparingly, I'm going to reap sparingly. So the less I sow, the less I will reap. The more I sow, the more I will, I will reap. And he says, and whoever sows generously will reap generously. So sow sparingly, reap sparingly. Sow generously, reap generously. And so verse 7 says, each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. Not reluctantly, or under compulsion. So what God wants us to do is to sow abundantly so that we can reap abundantly. And obviously, if we sow sparingly, we will reap sparingly. But also very, very important is that we should give what we have decided, and we should not do it under compulsion, or we must not do it reluctantly. We must do it willingly. And what is the reason for that? The Bible says here, for God loves a cheerful giver. So remember, God owns everything. So when we give to him reluctantly, we give grudgingly, we're actually creating a problem for ourselves. When we sow sparingly, we're creating a problem for ourselves. So what God loves is a giver who gives cheerfully, happily. So this uh, day, this morning, wherever you, you are, as you give, give with this understanding. Remember, don't forget, keep in mind that when you sow 
sparingly, you are going to reap sparingly. If you sow generously, you are going to sow generously. And you have to give willingly and not reluctantly, for God loves a cheerful giver. Let's give into the kingdom. God bless us. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Good morning, church family. Welcome back to People's Church News. And here's what's happening in the life of the church. Good morning, church. My name is Dikeledi Mukhobi. I'm an Ignite volunteer. We would like to invite anybody who is interested to be part of impacting young lives in a godly manner every Sunday morning. Whoever is interested can contact Dudu or you can come to me. Thank you very much. On the 12th of March 2022, which will be a Saturday, there will be leadership breakfast. All the leaders in the church ministries are encouraged to attend. There will be communication for more information. And on Sunday, the 13th of March, there will be Virgin Sunday service at 9 a.m. Let us all come and hear the unpacking of the vision for People's Church for the year 2022. On Tuesdays, we have dawn prayer between 5 a.m. and 6 a.m. Use the WhatsApp number below the screen to join. Later on the same day, there's a reflect from 6 p.m. until 7.30 p.m. If you are a young adult in your 20s, kindly join us every Tuesday and let's have a godly party and do life together. Let us come together as a family for our prayer meeting every Wednesday evening from 6 p.m. until 7 p.m. And on Fridays, we have designed, which is our youth ministry that caters for young people between the grades 8 and 12. Designed, it takes place on every Friday evening from 6.30 until 8 p.m. Grace us with your presence for intercessory prayer every Sunday morning at half past 8. Let us stand in the gap, pray and intercede for all people and give thanks for them. This will be followed by the main service at 9 a.m. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We are at People's Church PLK on Facebook and YouTube. Here's the upcoming events that you need to be on the lookout for. And after the service, there will be refreshments in the tea garden. Stay blessed and enjoy the rest of the service. Uh, hello, uh, good morning, uh, good day, uh, um, People's Church. We welcome you. Uh, we trust that this has been a wonderful service for you. Um, um, we, we will be uh, partaking on the Holy Communion today. So... Uh, just get your elements ready. I'm just going to give a short word uh, such that when you uh, you receive the Holy Communion, uh, there is this perspective uh, to that. Praise God. Uh, let's look at the Word of God from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Let me just, just take my reading from uh, verse 23 of chapter 11. It says, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. So, yes, so uh, we, we find that 
what Paul is saying to us here he's saying that that which I have received of the Lord is what I also delivered to you and then he says that the Lord Jesus that same night in which he was betrayed that's very important that at that same night Jesus he explains this principle this concept why am I saying this you look at it from verse 1 of that of that chapter verse 1 and verse 2 of first uh, Corinthians chapter 11 he says be you followers of me even as I am also of Christ he says that and now I praise you brethren that you remember me in all things and keep the ordinances as I delivered to you or delivered them to you he's saying or oh, what we are seeing we are seeing one Jesus passing on an ordinance or explaining an ordinance that was observed by the forefathers and he says to them that when you take this bread and you break it it is my body that is broken for you hallelujah so Jesus is saying that ordinance that you observed it this is what it means that my body is broken for you and remember Paul told, told us that it was that same night that he was betrayed, that he was explaining this. After, the Bible says in verse 25, after the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, this cup is the new testament in my blood. Again, he is doing he is performing the same ordinance that was performed by the forefathers but today he is explaining it that this cup it is the cup of my new testament it is the cup of the new testament in my blood he says this do you as often as you drink it remember me or do it in remembrance of me rather praise god hallelujah so what am i saying to us i'm saying that this ordinance as we observe it our minds are to be on the death resurrection and the ascension of Jesus we are to think we are to set our minds on what was done to get us to where we are that to today we are the children of God today we are the set apart ones today we are the redeemed of the Lord how did he do it through crucifixion through death burial and resurrection glory to God hallelujah so even as we partake of this now be mindful of this that it is that same resurrection it is that same death burial and resurrection that brings healing to our bodies in us acknowledging it in us setting our minds on it because remember in all this Paul says to us that when you do this do it in remembrance of me as it was revealed to him that Jesus said do it in remembrance of me that put me where I belong in the picture that we we have in the Holy Communion that Holy Communion is about him it's about what he achieved or attained for us in his death burial and resurrection may this be a blessing to you as you partake of the elements may the Lord bless you amen
We will now welcome Sister Philippine Vukea to share God's word with us. I greet the Church of the Lord in the name of our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. My name is Philippine Vukea and it is an honor and a privilege to be sharing the word of the Lord with you this day. Before we go any further, can we please bow our heads and pray for the word. Our Heavenly Father, in the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, Father, we want to thank you for this opportunity to come and sit at your feet to listen to your word. Your word teaches us that God, this word has got the power to change our lives. And God Almighty, as we listen to your word, I want to pray for each and every heart, each and every ear that shall be listening to this word today. My God, I pray that you help us, oh God, that as we hear this word, help us not to only be the hearers of the word, but to be also the doers of the word. My God, we pray and we believe that, God, we shall be strengthened, we shall be encouraged by this word. We ask that, Father God, you speak to us because we are listening. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of the word. In the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. This day, I would love for us to speak under this topic, who surrounds what surrounds you. Our main scripture is going to be found in 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 15 to 17. I'm going to read it from the NIV version, and it reads as follows. When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. Don't be afraid. The prophet answered, those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed, O oh Lord, open his eyes so he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. As I have already indicated, that the topic of our message today is who surrounds what surrounds you? I believe we all know and understand that the Christian walk is a battle. You know, when one crime comes into Christ, you are kind of thrown into the battlefield. And we have an enemy who is the devil. The purpose of the enemy is to derail us from our walk with God. He wants to take us back to where we come from. He does not want to see us succeeding in our Christian walk. He does not want to see us living and walking a courageous life as we have learned from last week's message that nothing is impossible and we should be courageous. There is a saying that says, you are either in a battle or you just came out of a battle or you are about to go into the battle. And this is very true. Many times we find ourselves, you know, in a battle. And just when you think that, oh, I have found my time of rest, another battle comes. But I want us today to talk about when you are surrounded by a battle or when you are surrounded by the enemy. From this scripture that we have read, the Bible gives an account of the prophet Elisha 
and his servant and the Aramean king that had sent his troop to go and capture Elisha. We can get the rest of the story from where we have read the book of uh, 2 Kings chapter 6. The Bible says that when this Aramean army had surrounded Elisha, in the morning when the servant woke up, he saw that they were surrounded by an enemy. But what I like is that the prophet Elisha was not moved because he knew that there was a mighty army that had surrounded them. We are constantly surrounded by the enemy who is the devil who seeks to devour us. When we read in John chapter 10 verse 10, the Bible says that the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The devil's aim is to see us beg where we come from, is to see us back in our old life, is to see us timid, is to see us giving up in this walk. But I'm here to encourage you today that there is someone greater and bigger than the enemy that has surrounded us. The enemy seeks to destroy us through fear, through faithlessness, through discouragement. He wants us to stop praying. He wants us to stop believing in God. He wants us to think that God has abandoned us. And he wants us to compromise the truth so that we can try to survive the battle that is facing us. It is very important to know and understand that the one who surrounds us is more powerful than the enemy around us. Today, I want us to look at um, these few points that when you are surrounded, because believe you me, we are always surrounded by the enemy. What is it that one needs to do when we are surrounded by the enemy? The first thing is we must not fear. In Psalm chapter 23, verse 4, the psalmist says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. And then God says also in Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Here the word of God encourages us that we must not be afraid. That we need to know that God is there for us. As he says, that he will uphold us with his righteous right hand. He will protect us. He will shield us. What is it that fear does to a person or to us as children of God? Fear causes us to elevate the problem to seem bigger than God. And when the problem seems to be bigger than God, we begin to doubt. Fear also causes us to want to retreat, to go back, and to give up and give in. When we look at the Israelites, when they were faced with the Red Sea, and they were also faced with the, the Egyptian army, the Bible records in Exodus chapter 14 that they asked Moses, went to the graves in Egypt where we could be buried. They wanted to go back because now they were faced with an enemy that looked much stronger than they. They thought or they felt that they were faced with an enemy that they were unable to conquer. So when we begin to give in to fear, it will cause us to want to give up. It will cause us to want to give in. It will cause us to want to throw in the towel. And it will even make us to want to quit the work of faith. Because now we feel that this enemy that we have faced, it's bigger than us. 
But I want to encourage us that let us walk in faith. Let us believe that the one that is in us is greater than the enemy that is in the world, as the Bible teaches us. The second thing that I want to encourage us to do when we are surrounded by the enemy is to call out to the Lord. Psalm chapter 18, verse 6 says, In my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. From his temple, he heard my voice. My cry came before him into his ears. Here the psalmist says, in his distress, he called out to the Lord. I want to encourage us that when we are faced with an enemy, let us call out to the Lord. Why do we call unto the Lord? The Bible says that those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I am reminded of the time when Jonah was in the boat, you know, as he was running away from the call of God. The Bible says that God caused the mighty storm in the sea. And now everyone who was in that boat, they were saying everyone should call out to their God. I want to encourage us that when we are faced with an enemy, when we are faced with challenges, let us call upon the name of the Lord. There are so many people that we can call out to. There are so many things that we can call out to. But I want to encourage us that let us call upon the name of the Lord because he is the only one that has got the power to save. When we read in Psalm chapter 107, I love this scripture. It gives an account of people in different situations who when they called out to the Lord, the Lord came to their rescue. I encourage us that we go and we read this chapter. It will encourage us so much that when we are faced with challenges, when we call upon the Lord, surely he will come to our rescue. The third thing that I want to encourage us to do when we are faced with an enemy, no matter how big the enemy may look, no matter how difficult the situation may seem, is that do not give in. As I have said that the, what the enemy wants us to do, he wants us to abandon our work of faith. He wants us to start doubting God, to start thinking that God is not able. But we all know that that is not the truth. When we read in Daniel chapter 3, verse 17 to 18, the Bible says, These are the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who, when they were faced with the king who had given a command that every person needed to bow down to an idol that the king had made. The Bible says these three, they decided in their hearts because they knew whom they served. They knew the God that they believed in. They decided that they were not going to bow. And the Bible says that when the music was played, everybody else bowed. Believe you me, even the Jews bowed to this idol because they were overcome with fear of what the king was going to do to them. They compromised their faith in Jehovah because of the pressure that was upon them, because of the fear of what was going to happen to them if they did not bow. But I love the words of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego when the king approached them and he asked them why did they not bow. And they were given a second chance to bow, being told that if they do not bow, they shall be thrown into the pit of fire. This is what they said unto the king in verse 17 and verse 18. And they said, if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from it. And he will rescue us from your hand, 
or king. But even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. What a strong statement of faith. They are saying that, king, the God that we serve is going to save us from the fire. But, I love this statement, but even if he does not save us, we are not going to bow. I want to encourage us children of God that despite the challenges that we face, despite the battle that we are faced with, despite the difficult time that is upon us, let us not compromise our faith. Let us have the faith that says, God will save me, but even if he does not save me, I am not going to bow. Hallelujah. As I have said that the enemy wants us to compromise our faith. He will bring situations whereby it seems like the only way out is to disobey the Lord. Whereby it looks like the only way out or the only way that we can save ourselves is when we go against the word of God. But I want to encourage you children of God, do not give in to the enemy. Do not compromise your faith. There is a song that says, I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. If I die, let me die in the army of the Lord. I want to encourage us that let us have that faith that says, if I die, I die, but I will have died in the Lord. If it means that I lose it all, let me lose it all, but I will know that I still have God by my side. There is also a song that says, I will hold on unto the cross until I get my crown of life. Holding on to the truth, it's not easy. The Bible says that the way of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. Sometimes people will ask you, but why do you remain faithful unto the Lord when your fellow Christians are going around or they are going around in corners and they are doing things that the Lord said they should not do? Sometimes you may find that you are faced with a sickness and it seems like the only way out of that sickness is for you to bow, to go and bow down to demonic powers. I want to encourage you, child of God, that let our faith says, if I live, it is Christ, and if I die, it is Christ. I want to encourage us, children of God, that let us have the faith that says, no matter what happens, I will not compromise my faith. I am not going to be like those other Hebrew people who when the song was sang or when, you know, the instruments were played, they bowed down to the image of gold. Let us be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who says, our God will save us. But even if he does not save us, we are not going to bow. The fourth point that I want to encourage us on what we need to do when we are faced with an enemy is to worship the Lord. You know, when you worship the Lord, you shift your focus from the problem and you start to focus on God. When you worship the Lord, you are saying, God, I see all that is happening around me. But I know that you alone are God. You are higher and you are bigger than any problem that I can face. You see, fear 
elevates the problem, but worship elevates God. When we read in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, the Bible gives an account of King Jehoshaphat and the people of Judah. Jehoshaphat was one of those kings who when he came into power, he got rid of all the idol images that Israel was worshipping. And the Bible says that one day a message came to him that there is an army, three countries have come against you, and actually they are even closer to your country. And the Bible says that Jehoshaphat called for a fast, and then he prayed together with the people of Israel, and then they... He prayed together with the people of Judah. And the Bible says as they were praying, God released a word through the prophet. He said, the battle is mine, it is not yours. I am going to fight. He said, take your positions. And I love what the, the people of Judah did. The Bible says the following morning, they went out, they took their position, and they went to face an enemy through worship. And the Bible says that when they got to where the enemy was, they found that the enemy, these people had turned against each other and they killed each other. They never had to fight the battle. I want to encourage you, child of God, that even when we are faced with such a mighty army, let us worship the Lord. Let us give God his place. Let us allow God to do what only he can do. I want us also to look at Paul and Silas. The Bible says that Paul and Silas were in jail and they were put, you know, in the most center place of the jail where it was impossible for them to escape. And after having been beaten so much, and the Bible teaches us that instead of them looking at their wounds and looking at their situation depressing as it was, the Bible says that at midnight they started to worship. And when they worshiped the Lord, the Bible says that the foundation of the jail started to... God came in and did what only he could do. And the doors of the jail were opened and the chains fell off from their hands and their feet. I want to encourage us that children of God, let us know and understand the power that is in worship. When we worship the Lord, we say, God, we do not concentrate on the battle or on the enemy that is surrounding us. But we look up to you, God, for we know that only you are God. We exalt God and we allow him to take his place. We allow him to work as only he can. I encourage you, children of God, that when we are surrounded by the enemy, there is someone greater that has surrounded the enemy that has surrounded us. God is there for us. God is fighting for us. Yes, at times our spiritual eyes may not be open to see, you know, that mighty army of angels and of chariots of fire. But let me tell you that God is there around us. As my final encouragement, I want to encourage you with these scriptures. Isaiah chapter 54 verse 17 in the New King James Version says, No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Isn't that wonderful to know? No matter how sharp the weapon is, no matter how big the weapon is, the Bible says there is no weapon that is formed against us that shall prosper. In Psalm chapter 34, verse 7, in the New Living Translation, says, For the angel of the Lord is a God. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. We have a God that is with us. 
We have a God that surrounds and defends us wherever we go. 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, in the NIV version says, You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one that is in this world. The one that is in us is greater than the enemy that we are faced with. The one that is in us is bigger than the problems that we are faced with. The one that is in us is bigger than the challenges that we are faced with. When we read in Deuteronomy chapter 31 verse 6, it says, So be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not panic before them. For the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. The Lord our God will personally go ahead of us. He's ahead of us. He's personally ahead of us. And he is fighting for us. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. Zechariah chapter 2 verse 5 in the New Living Translation says, Jerusalem will be a city without walls. Then I myself will be a protective wall of fire around Jerusalem, says the Lord. And I will be the glory inside the city. I want to encourage us to know and always remember that we have a wall of fire around us. This wall of fire is impenetrable. The enemy cannot be able to penetrate this wall of fire. And my last word of encouragement are, we have an invisible yet mighty protector. The supernatural is mightier than the physical. So no matter what we are faced with, whether it be a health problem, whether it be financial problems, whether it be problems at work, whether it's a spiritual problem, whether it's an emotional problem, but let us know that our God is greater, he is mightier. He is able to save and he will save us. We will come out victorious. Our God is greater than the enemy that surrounds us. Amen. I want us to go and pray in response to the word of God. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, in the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, Lord, we thank you for your word that teaches us today that you, God, are bigger than the enemy that surrounds us, that you surround us, O oh God, even in the midst of the storm, that, Lord God Almighty, your angel in caps around us at all times. That, Father God, even when we are faced with difficulties and troubles, you are there for us. Lord, you have taught us in your way that you will never leave us, you will never forsake us. My God, I pray that, Lord, even this day, you help us to always remember that you who surround us, O oh God, you are greater than the enemy around us. Help us to always remember that, God, you are mighty and powerful in the name of Jesus, that there is a single weapon that is formed against us that shall prosper. Lord, help us that as we face daily challenges and as we face our daily lives, help us to know that we have a God who is 
is more powerful, who is more mightier. A God who cares about us, a God who will never leave us, who will never forsake us. Lord, may your name be praised. We thank you, Lord, for we know that we are victorious. And Lord, we shall not give in, we shall not give up. We shall not be afraid, oh God, but we shall trust in you. And Lord, we shall give all the worship and honor that is due unto your name. We thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Be blessed, children of the Most High God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Brethren, let us remain encouraged that we may fight and defeat the enemy called average, knowing that through prayers, the Holy Spirit can and will transform our lives. God bless. <laughs>